Welcome to the Potter's Garden, where growth and purpose come from. It's a place where conversations about Jesus and our everyday hustle are made. Come on in! Hello guys! Welcome to the first episode of the Potter's Garden. First things first, if you're here listening to us because you know us personally or someone we know recommended you to check out this podcast or you just happen to see the link on Twitter, thank you so much and we just want to appreciate you for listening today. And we hope you'll be sticking with us not just all throughout this first episode but also on the next episodes to come. Secondly, if you're wondering what the Potter's Garden is all about, you may check out our bio or our podcast trailer. We'll also dedicate a special episode explaining the whole story about our podcast name. By the way, I'm Kay and I'm one of the two voices, probably the oldest, you'll be hearing more often on the ad-numbered episodes. For today's episode, we'll muse over about that annual thing called Semana Santa or commonly known as the Holy Week and more internationally known as the Lenten season. It's a meaningful time to pray, read the Bible, fast, and an opportunity to forgive those who have wronged us. I know it is way past the calendar and we just had that a few weeks ago, but let me share with you what the Word of God has revealed to me recently. Growing up in the Philippines, Holy Week has always been the same except for this year, of course, because of the enhanced community quarantine. I remembered back then when I was young, madalas akong isama ng lola ko to see traditional practices or rituals that were almost everywhere. Like there were older men and women who were doing the pabasa or pabasa ng pasyon or reading of the passion. Meron ding mga pamilya na nagbibisita iglesia or also known as the seven churches visitation. Meron din kaming dating sinasalihan na tinatawag natin procession or the procession of saints. And meron ding mga sumasala sa parang role playing or the senakolo or the reenactment of the passion and death of Jesus Christ using traditional scripts. Though there were some extreme portrayals as well when the actor portraying Jesus has been actually flogged and nailed to the cross for real to simulate Christ's passion. Now, due to our current situation, we probably miss seeing or joining most of them. On the other hand, in the aspects of the media, most TV stations are taking a break from their usual programming. Most of the time, they are replaying old teleseries or movies depicting love, sacrifice, forgiveness, and reconciliation. While we followers of Jesus Christ tune into our favorites like the Bible and the Passion of the Christ. From the Passion of the Christ, we have seen the excruciating physical and emotional pain Jesus has experienced. Parang from Judas' betrayal, to the flogging, to the crown of thorns, to Peter denying him three times, to being nailed on the cross, and to the disciples leaving him at a time when he needed them the most. And it has always been that same 2,000-year-old heartbreaking story, but with the same powerful conclusion. However, all of those stuff I mentioned earlier became something that's pretty normally done every year. 
parang nakikita na lang as an annual tradition or something most of us are already familiar of. So we feel like it's just another week with no classes for the students and another week with double or triple pays for those who are working. Sadly, because of over-familiarity, it's already losing its real essence over time. So it led me to look at this year's Holy Week in a different light as inspired by a line from Mrs. Carla Bonifacio's blog and it says, The word of God is so rich that meditating on the same old biblical event each year can possibly give you a hundred more new revelations. Like meron akong mga passage sa Bible na nabasa ko na noon and when I read them again, may na-reveal na namang bago si God. It might be depending on the current realities we're in. Now, on this part of this podcast, I would like to ask you to pause, open your Bible, and read a story about one of the most remarkable miracles Jesus performed. That is, when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead in John chapter 11, verses 1 to 45. Jesus had a close relationship with his family, Lazarus, Martha, and Mary. When Lazarus was sick, it was natural for them to bring their need to Jesus. It was expected that if Jesus can miraculously meet the needs of so many others, he would meet their need also. But Jesus responded with a delay, and in verse 4, he simply said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. That delay was probably confusing to the disciples and agonizing to Mary and Martha. But then we saw what happened next. Lazarus has been dead for four days and people exclaimed Jesus was already too late. They must have thought it's truly sad that even Jesus in all his greatness could do nothing for Lazarus at that point. Then Jesus commanded the stone to be removed and he prayed at the tomb of Lazarus. In verse 43, Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. Lo and behold, the dead man came out still bound in grave clothes. Moreover, in verse 45, we've seen the result of this miracle. And it says, Many of the people who were with Mary believed in Jesus when they saw this happen. Indeed, just like what Jesus said in verse 4, Hindi yun natapos in death, na glorify si God, and even Him, the Son of God, Jesus, received glory from the miracle. Now, tignan natin yung miracle, uh, especially the context of John chapter 11 verse 4, in light of what happened to Jesus. Similarly, Jesus also knew that his sufferings at the cross, no matter how inhumane and unimaginable it can be, will not end in death. He knew that the cross has to happen for the glory of God and for an even greater purpose that will eventually also bring glory to his name. Let me quickly run you through how this plot thickens. Unfortunately, Lazarus got sick and died. But that's fortunate because Jesus raised him from the dead, proving that in undeniably Jesus was sent by God. Unfortunately, that miracle Jesus performed on Lazarus became the catalyst 
or yung parang nag-trigger that led to Jesus' death on the cross. But that's ultimately fortunate because it proved his power over death that led to Jesus' resurrection and consequently eternal life for all those who believed in him. In that ironic way, hindi lang na-prove ni Jesus yung identity niya, hindi niya lang din na-demonstrate yung power ni God, but also Jesus has showcased the unconditional love of God for us all. The result that we saw in John chapter 11 verse 45 also happened after Jesus' resurrection and ascension to heaven. That's why the book of Acts was written because the cross gave birth to the many early churches then on. Generation after generation until today, we are benefiting from Jesus' selfless act because through it, our sin debts are paid We receive salvation and now are reconciled with God. The first important lesson of this episode and definitely a reminder for us all just in case we have already forgotten. Remember, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came in the flesh to suffer and die. Yet, that suffering and death did not stop him from fulfilling his mission to save and deserving sinners like you and me. There could be no greater display of the glory of God and of the grace of God than what happened at the cross. And I hope by now that you are already uh, getting what the cross really means. And it is my prayer that we all learn to breathe in the atmosphere of grace the cross has richly given us. I would also like to emphasize something about the time in between when Jesus died And when he was resurrected, those three days in between, imagine the despair of the disciples of Jesus Christ who put all their faith and confidence in him being their Messiah and Savior. They also left their families, their careers, and homes for him. Then all of a sudden, he was dead. Probably all their hopes were gone, their picture of the future was gone, the gravity of their sacrifices felt like were, they were all for nothing, their futures and the future of their nation were left uncertain. Jesus was dead and God was silent for three days. But I love those three silent days because it made me realize that even in the darkest time, when there's no reassurance, no comfort, no hope, no answers, and only questions, we knew that there was more to the story. Yes, Jesus was dead, his mission was finished, but he wasn't. There was resurrection after and another one coming. Second important lesson of this episode is even when God is silent, it doesn't mean he is finished. Dear listeners, we pray that as the Holy Week approaches next year or even right now, kahit hindi Holy Week, you won't treat it just another ordinary day that will pass by and you will be more intentional in seeking to understand what the cross really is. Preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to yourself every morning. I also pray that you will continue to dig deeper into our reference passage in John chapter 11 as this passage is so rich, there's still so much more to it.
I pray as well that even when God is silent to you this season, you remain confident in his character, that he himself is the answer. Lastly, I pray that you will receive Jesus today as your Savior so you won't have to wait till the next Holy Week to gain God's forgiveness and be reconciled with Him. If you have topic suggestions or insights to share, just drop a message through our Twitter account at PottersGardenPH or our Gmail account, thepottersgarden13 at gmail.com. Again, I'm Kay and this is The Potter's Garden. Thanks for stopping by.